So my, my background is emergency room nursing. I did that for 23 years. And what I liked most about that is to be able to see people in their most vulnerable positions and be able to take care of them. They're scared, they're anxious, they're uncertain, they're untrusting. They don't know what's gonna happen. And to be able to take care of them is why I did it for so long. It's a gift and it's a calling. It's a real gift to be able to not only take care of them physically, but connect with them in a time of such crisis for them and be able to make, make something better. As an ER nurse, the last place you ever want to end up on the planet would be in the emergency room as a patient. And I never had been in the emergency room as a patient ever until this past summer. Welcome to A Nurse First, a podcast from Sigma Nursing. This is Diane Sieg, telling her own Nurse First story. You know, there's a certain personality that we all kind of pick our places. And I think as an emergency room nurse, it's a very team-oriented, as healthcare in general is, but especially in the, in the ER, you really know each other's strengths and, and weaknesses. And we have to be vulnerable as well because, um, you know, we see a lot. And the last hospital that I worked at as an emergency room nurse was in rural health. It was in Estes Park, Colorado, very, at the time, five beds. Things get busy. So that I really liked because we, we did everything once, you know. We, we saw everything, but we didn't do it on a regular basis. So this is before we had um, computers. And so we had a big notebook, I'm not kidding, a black notebook. And somebody would open the notebook if we were doing something that we'd never done before and read me what to do. That Now that sounds like the 1920s, but that was in the 90s. So many things have changed in nursing and so many things have not changed in nursing. It's the same calling, it's the same heart and connection. We need the same message about well-being and about being able to um, take the time for ourselves. And we just aren't very good at doing that as nurses. We just aren't. And so we know it. So knowing it is one thing, but doing it is another thing. We're much more comfortable caregiving than caretaking for ourselves. This past summer, we were on vacation. We were on the East Coast at a small resort town in Delaware on the ocean, my favorite place to be. I'm not in marathon shape, but I'm in pretty good shape. And we were riding our bikes. It was a little warm that day, but no big deal. And I, I started getting this chest pressure. It was just like a two or a three. So that didn't worry me so much, except for I just, just felt so exhausted. And we were riding to this little town, going to have lunch. I think it was eight miles one way. And we got there and I said, I am so tired. I, I don't even know if I can make it home. And my husband said, you know, just have something to drink and eat. You'll feel better. And I did feel better. And the way back was um, shaded, so we didn't have sun. But I still had this vague pain I could just feel it, and, and I felt so tired. My arms felt so heavy, and of course, as an ER nurse, I'm going through all this, how, of course, women don't present the same as men when they're having chest pain. Never have had any cardiac issues in my life. So we got home, I took a shower, I, I felt better. All of a sudden, this pain came back, and now it's an eight, and it was really gripping, like right here, 
deep in my left chest wall and I, I got scared and just thought, man, so first it was um, chest pain with exertion. Now it's chest pain after eating. You know, a little bit of knowledge can really do a number on your mind. But especially if you're in an emergency room nurse, the last place you ever want to go as a patient is the emergency room. It's a vulnerable place. It's a place you have no control. And of course, you don't want to be in a situation where you need the emergency room. So all this is going through my mind when I know what I know, that I need to be seen. And it's a Friday night before a holiday weekend. And the only place to go is the emergency room. So, so all this is going in my mind. I said, I think I gotta go. I think I gotta the emergency room because the last thing I wanted to do was not go and then later found, find out that I had done damage to myself. The traffic was horrendous because everybody's coming into this resort town for the holiday weekend. We get there and my husband wheels me in and the triage nurse was less than compassionate to me. And I was scared and I was cold and I was anxious and she was not having a good night. But you know, I wasn't either. <laughs> so this nurse never made eye contact with me, never really even asked me how I was. It was very um, curt, you know, what are you here for? You know, be still, we'll have to take this to the doctor. I actually said to her, I'm, you know, I'm really scared. And I was shaking because I, that's what I do. I get cold when I'm anxious. And of course the emergency room is always freezing cold anyway, everyone knows that. And she just dismissed that. So I felt dismissed. No, no conversation, no eye contact, no smile, of course. Just very cut and dry. And, you know, it was like next, you know, let me get you in and out of here as soon as I can so I can get to the next. That was the impression that I had. And I'm still having pain on a scale of eight to 10. But now it feels like it's 100 out of 10 because I'm very anxious. I'm thinking that I'm having a heart attack and I need intervention. <laughs> I'm, you know, because I'm problem solving for myself. I'm intervening for myself. And I'm thinking, you know, if I have a collapsed artery, I want to get in and get it open. But I'm anxious because I'm thinking that if, if this is collapsed, that minutes mean muscle. And I ended up spending 20, you know, 23 hours in the ER. Unfortunately, it was not my heart. I ended up getting a, a stress echo and everything, everything cleared. But what do you think I most remember about that entire experience? It's the first person who I came in contact with, which was that nurse. People often talk about coming to a crossroads. And if this isn't one of the truest examples of that, I'm not sure what is. You're sitting in this emergency room, experiencing firsthand an exact situation you talk to nurses about all the time since you left the bedside to start your own professional speaking business. It's like you are living in a confirmation of your own message, 25 years after you saw the need for it. How did your career path change? And how did this experience reaffirm your work? While I worked in the house as a nurse, I was always interested in health and fitness. So I, I taught aerobics and I did personal training and I, I did weight management and smoking cessation and I did risk factor modification. The way I got to actually into speaking was I went to a women's conference, women's health conference in downtown Denver I will always remember this. And I heard this speaker who was also a nurse and she was talking about a lot of the things that interested me about 
wellness and, and health and how do we basically take care of ourselves. So when she was done speaking, I went up to her and she was really great, very inspirational. And I said, are you making a living at this this speaking thing? And she said, yes. And I said, I'm going to take you to lunch. So that's how it all started. And she was a wonderful mentor to me for many years. And that's what really got me on my path 25 years ago, which I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like often we don't. And if I had known, I I don't know if I would have done it or not. It's been a, a really unbelievable journey that I'm grateful for because I still get to work in healthcare. I still get to work with nurses, my favorite people on the planet, and other healthcare professionals, but in a different capacity. One of the things I teach healthcare professionals now is compassion and the importance of compassion, not only forgiving compassion, but having compassion for ourselves. So if I would have been in a better place that night, I would have been more compassionate towards her and said, I'm sorry you're having such a bad night because she obviously was. I don't know what was going on with her. I never will. And that's what I remember. That's what I take away from that experience. So now I tell that story to the people that I work with because we forget. You know, we get in a hurry. We get stressed. We get rushed. We have such demands. Nurses have never had more demands than they have on them now. Never. We are in uncharted territory with this uncertainty and complexity of what they've had to deal with, and they're still dealing with it. Things are, are at, a, at, a, at such a high level of crises in, in nursing right now. When you're stressed and when you are worn out and burned out, which so many, so many nurses are for absolutely good reason, we forget. We lose ourselves in the tasks, in the, in the have-tos, in the how tired I am, how much longer can I do go on? You have to slow down. You have to stop and pause and take a breath. Just take a breath. Get back to the present. Get out of here. Get out of our heads where all this rumination is going on with all these things to do and all this overwhelm and all this frustration and come back to here. Come back to here because that's where compassion is. Compassion's not in our head. Compassion's in our hearts. And I already know that all nurses are compassionate inherently. But the paradox today is that, you know, the very things that they're being asked to do lead to stress and burnout, which undermine our ability to be compassionate. So in the moment, it's just remembering that I, I get to control how I show up. I get to control how I respond in this moment. That's, that's all I get. I, I, I have not, no control over anything else, only how I respond in this moment. And that is very empowering to remember that and to practice that. And I hope that is the first and last time I ever end up in the emergency room, but it was pretty eye-opening as as a patient to notice what I noticed and to remember what I remembered. It kind of colored my whole experience. And it only takes 40 seconds to to practice compassion. You know, just, just a look in somebody's eye, a reassuring word, a smile, a, a soft touch on the shoulder. It doesn't take much. It means so much when we actually practice it. And when we don't, and when we forget it, we, I think we all lose. You know, not, not the gift I would, have, I would have asked for, but it was a gift in itself to have that, have that whole experience because that's what I remember. I talk to nurses every day and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to be in the place that they're in now. 
I would just encourage us all, patient or nurse, to practice compassion whenever, however we can. It's in small, it's not big, huge things. It's small little acts. Just to remember that because that's just at the heart of connection, which is at the heart of what we do every day. Thank you for listening to A Nurse First from Sigma. If you loved this episode, do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. For more information about A Nurse First and Sigma, visit sigmanursing.org. Until next time.